3: Oh yay, oh yay. Here we are on Talk TV. The Cock Inn at Thurlow is the place to be. Should Matt Hancock be an Australia fair or promoting his constituents' welfare? So let's all hear your claps and cheers to welcome our host, the wonderful Piers. God bless you all. God save the King.
4: Live from the Cock Inn in Suffolk, this is Piers Morgan Uncensored.
5: Well, good evening from glorious Suffolk. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored, a new location for the show tonight. Uh, Matt Hancock is, of course, the man who puts the cock into Hancock. So, tonight, I've come to the Cock Inn, which just happens to be Matt Hancock's local pub. The disgraced MP is, of course, 10,000 miles away in Australia, taking part in a reality television show. So far, he's been filmed eating camel penis, cow's anus and a sheep's vagina. Apparently, this is all in the name of promoting dyslexia awareness. Yeah, right. Actually, it's about promoting himself and transferring a £400,000 fee. That's why he's doing this. And, of course, to, as he put it, get forgiven. Well, here in Little Thurlow, the people he's actually paid to represent in Parliament are facing the same problems as the rest of the country and much of the world. Soaring inflation, sky-high energy bills, stagnating wages, a health service crumbling much down to what he's been doing at it in the last couple of years. Today, even Prime Minister Rishi Sunak condemned him, saying MPs from all parties should be busy fixing the country, and he's right. And while Hancock squirms in the Australian jungle, humiliating himself yet again, it's worth remembering the record of the Burke behind the smirk, because this is no laughing matter. As health secretary in a pandemic, he sent thousands of elderly patients from hospitals back to their nursing homes without testing them for COVID, a deadly fiasco that led to thousands of unnecessary deaths. He was forced out of his job after an affair which broke not only his marriage vows, but also the lockdown rules that he imposed on the rest of us with the dire warning, don't kill your grand. The former landlord of this very pub, an acquaintance of Hancock, with no experience in producing medical equipment, was dragged into the controversy when it was revealed he'd been given a contract worth £40 million for Covid supplies. Hancock had been photographed pulling a pipe behind this very bar. He even had a picture of this pub on his office wall. Truly, as I said at the start, he's a man who puts the cock into the cock-in. Well, campaigners today flew a banner across the jungle campsite in Australia that read, COVID bereaved, say, get me out of here. And they're right, aren't they? Matt Hancock shouldn't be taking part in I'm a Celebrity. He's not a celebrity. He's a shamed politician who caused thousands of deaths with his decision-making and who had to resign in disgrace just a few months ago. He shouldn't be cashing in on all this with either his jungle appearance or his forthcoming book of diaries. The only thing he should be doing in his diaries is handing them over to any inquiry that goes on into COVID-19 and why the UK had the highest death toll in terms of people who died in the whole of Europe. And above all, you should be listening to the people sitting right here tonight about the very real problems they face. At the heart of an MP's work, far away from the gilded halls of Westminster, is the constituency surgery. It's where MPs meet the people they work for in the place they call home, one-on-one, so they can understand their lives. Well, Hancock can't be bothered with that. He'd rather be eating kangaroo testicles 10,000 miles away. So I've moved in. I'm going to do his surgery for him. I'm going to meet his constituents, hear their anger, hear their problems, and maybe even try and help them. And I'm doing it in the Cock in Could there be a more appropriately titled pub? So let's get started. I'm joined now by the landlord of the Cock Inn, John Byers. John, yeah, please. Great yeah. to see you. Thank, Thank you very Dave. much Pleasure. for hosting us this Thank evening. You. <laughs> You're not the infamous landlord, no, no. Who no. I should say, for legal reasons, was not established, or done anything wrong, uh, but obviously he was a, a, an acquaintance of Matt Hancock from this pub, yeah. and ends up with this contract. What is the mood in this part of West Suffolk about the MP who's paid eighty-four thousand pounds a year to represent the people here? Gallivanting in this reality show in Australia, not doing his job.
6: Yes, I, think, I mean, there are, there are mixed views, but I think the majority of people that, I, that I've spoken to are aggrieved at the fact that he's... Well, hasn't been doing what he should be doing, I think, so... I mean, uh, I would
5: be... If this was my, my MP, I'd be outraged. Mm. i was like, where are you? There's a cost-of-living crisis. There's a war raging in Europe. Yeah. There's really serious stuff happening. Mm. And he's just making a fool of himself in a jungle with all these B-list celebrities not doing what he should be doing for the people of Little Furlough.
6: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm being hit with the, uh, with the energy crisis. Um, I know there is now a business cap on, on energy, but it's... What impact has it, it, it had on you? And it's, well, it doesn't even touch the sides, the, uh, the, the help I get for the government. So, to be honest, it, it could be a factor of whether, whether this pub continues come the end of the year. It could really not... It 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 couldn't survive the year. Yeah, exactly. It's such a power-hungry business running a pub. And and if Matt Hancock was
5: here, would you be able to see him and express your concern about that?
6: I would like to speak to him about it.
5: But you can't, right?
6: No, I can't.
5: You see, that, to me, cuts to the very heart of this. You should be able to have that conversation with your MP. That's what he's paid to do. That's what he was elected to do. Yeah. And yet there's you facing potentially going under. Yeah. Losing a pub that I imagine you love. Yes, I do. In, a, yeah. in an area that it's a it's a beautiful country, but I grew up in a pub, so I have a great affinity with pubs. It's a lovely little country pub. I had a lovely meal that you cooked for me earlier. And the idea that you may lose all this and that the person who should be able to help you, who's the Member of Parliament for West Suffolk, is doing what he's doing, that sticks in my gullet,
6: and mm. I'm not you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I am... Yeah, I am fairly aggrieved at it, I must admit. there's. Not necessarily just him. I think a lot of MPs haven't, haven't been doing what they, what they should have been doing for quite a long time now. So, um, yeah, I think there are still quite a few problems with the UK at the moment.
5: Well, John, I appreciate you Indeed. having us tonight. We're going to meet a few more people now. So, if the cameras follow me, and thank you to all my guests who join me, some of them will have very serious stories we want to talk about a bit later in the programme. joining me now two of Hancock's constituents, Gary Butcher and Anne Patience. So, Gary, let me start with you. That story just immediately has annoyed me. Yes. But The fact that this pub, that that landlord may go under as his MP is eating kangaroo testicles, that that angers me. Does it anger you? It does, yes. What do you make of all this?
7: I think it's disgusting.
5: Mm.
7: Completely disgusting. I think the bloke should be deselected. The money he's getting from appearing in the jungle should be donated to charity. We should have proof it's donated to charity and his salary that he's still commanding through being an MP, that should be stopped. I
5: mean, imagine... Completely ima- stopped. Imagine I you, couldn't
7: get or, away with it. What
5: do you do for a living? Train driver. You're a train driver. Mm. If you just didn't turn up for six weeks... I'd get paid. You wouldn't get paid, right? No. Why should a Member of Parliament be able to do this? Exactly. It's outrageous, isn't it? What is the difference? You have a particular uh, complaint at the moment about an inability to see a dentist. They're yes. all private around here. Yes. You. What are you doing yeah. about
7: that? I'm going back to uh, Bishop Stoll. Oh, Sorry, Saffron Warden. My original dentist mm. that I'm registered with. I can't get a dentist
5: anywhere near. Separate wardens, how far away? Um, probably 20 miles. 20 miles to, get, yeah. to go and see a dentist. Yeah. Now, if your MP was here and having surgeries with the constituents, you could raise that with him. I've already raised it with him, but he won't answer the emails. He wouldn't answer your emails. emails. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So even when he's here, he's useless. Yeah. Completely. Do you think yeah. he should have gone after. The, the, the pandemic, the way he handled it, and then particularly the way he had to leave government for breaking his own rules. The pandemic
7: is very difficult. It's something no one's experienced before.
5: So yes, you give he... him a bit of a pass. A, for sli- that. a slight pass. But what about breaking his own rules? Breaking lockdowns? his own rules
7: is disgusting.
5: The right to go, but should he be allowed now to do a book and profit no. from it? Why go into they? a no. TV show and profit from it? No. Why? Anne, you voted Conservative for 50 years. Yes. But now you're not going to again.
2: The last two times, I haven't, no. Um, I just... I don't know who I'm going to vote for. You've got Reece-Mogg at the back of the Conservatives. Mm -hmm. You've got Corbyn types at the back of the Labour's. When
5: did you last vote Conservative, then?
2: Oh, eight years ago. Oh, right, um, so
5: you've been turned off by them for a while. Yeah. Why?
2: The MPs of today just don't come up to what they used to be. Mm. The state of the country today is unbelievable. I was a war baby and lived through 10 years of rationing mm. and saw the country come up and up and up and now we're just going down and down and down.
5: You're the treasurer of the village hall, I think, aren't That's you? That's correct. So you yes. have a good community role here and you take care of people in the, in the community. What do you feel about your MP just doing what he's doing and not actually doing his job?
2: I can't believe it. Uh, He's needed here. Charity begins in his constituency.
5: Yeah, I mean, the only charity he's really serving knows himself. I've not heard him mention dyslexia. It's not been heard on air much at all. That's not why he's there. We all know that. He's there because he wants forgiveness. And he wants us to all say, none of this matters, and here's a load of money.
2: Yes. Tell that to people who are trying to heat their houses neat.
5: How tough is it at the moment for people, do you think?
2: Well, around here at the moment, it's not showing but there's lots of places in the area that are probably suffering.
5: I mean, are there people who are literally making a choice between eating and heating? I've read about yeah. this, but is that happening?
2: I don't know at the moment. At the moment, we are trying to get um, warmth and heat to people in the village hall. The WI are going to put events on and have warm food and... If it... Because at the
5: moment, I have to say, it's not too cold yet. You know, no. it's it's not. it really isn't. No. But it could turn quite quickly. We're oh. heading towards December, then January, February. Mm. What's going to happen here to people who don't have much money and can't afford the heating bills?
2: Well, they, as I say, the WI are going to put various vents on and the, the village hall is very warm. Um, and hopefully there will be somewhere for them to go. I
5: mean, it's incredible that that has to happen. What's your message to Matt Hancock? If he was watching this, he's not, because he's got no access to television, but if he did, what would you say to him?
2: I wouldn't vote for him again.
5: What would you say to him about what he's done, his dereliction of duty?
2: It's just disgusting. He's... That's not what he's... He's not paid to go out to the jungle. He's paid to be here. The amount of holidays that MPs have... Boris Johnson was away when he should have been in Parliament.
5: His dad's over there. You can <laughs> take it out on like him. He's used to it. <laughs> yeah. yes. His dad uh, breaks the rules as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: and then um, Matt Hancock's, he's supposed to be here.
5: Well, he is. Uh, and, and, and Gary, what would your uh, message to him be if, don't if come you back. were able to talk to him? Don't show your face. We St- don't want you. Stay in Australia. Yeah. yeah. You think you
7: should be deselected as an MP? Oh, i yeah. certainly do. You yes. do? Because yeah. that can happen. Yeah, I, I think it should. And do you think that's the mood of most people? Most people I speak to, yes. Most yeah. friends of yours yeah. feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If it wasn't for people like Andy and the WI mm. eating the village hole, there are going to be
5: people who are going to
7: decide There are. Between I think it's going to get very serious. Well, i do. Yeah.
5: Thank you both very much indeed for joining me. Well, let's go now to another part of the pub. You'll be unsurprised to hear my next three guests are already drinking. Uh, they are, of course, uh, the former I'm a Celebrity contestant Stanley Johnson, former Conservative Minister Anne Whittacombe, another former I'm a Celebrity contestant, Christine Hamilton. well, Welcome. What a starry pack we have in the cock-in tonight. Anne, you've just heard those two. Just local constituents. They're regular people. They're not celebrities. They're not being paid vast sums of money to go to a jungle because they don't qualify to be able to do that. But their anger is palpable and their concern about what may happen to people here is palpable.
8: Well, I've said throughout that he should not be in the jungle and that no MP... Uh, should take that sort of extensive time off just for a reality show. I mean, it's not even recess. It's session. Um, you know, quite apart from the constituents, which you've highlighted, he's not voting. He's not, you know, part of the So um, I've always said that he should not be there, and I've used the phrase that you used, mm. dereliction of duty. Mm. Having said that, I've been rather surprised uh, at the way he's performed in the jungle and the way that the campmates are now starting to fall. And that does surprise me.
5: Well, they're all to me. It's making me vomit because they're all <laughs> like warming to him, to this yes. con act, right? There's this guy, you know, doing all the challenges, eating all the bugs, all this kind of thing. Whoopee doo And they're all like high fiving him, and they're all you know cheering but him. But of thing.
8: That's not how they started off, and that is why I'm. I'm actually quite intrigued by what is going on in that jungle because they started off very, very... Well, it's human nature
5: because they're all... Look, Christine, they're all hungry. They're all a team. You have to work together. They're probably quite pleased he's... Not doing so badly in the challenges, he brings back food for them.
9: Well, they're delighted but, because, as you say, they're getting without him doing well in the challenges. Yeah, they get the food. And, and let's be fair to Matt Hancock for just a moment, if you can mm. just bear with me. He has done brilliantly on those challenges. He has done every single one, whether it's eating or sleeping. Here's the thing,
5: Christine. He has, so no, but
9: he has done well. I can't well.
5: watch it. I've stopped watching because I actually feel so incensed. So do, when but, I think back to friends of mine who had to I, say goodbye to their mothers I on FaceTime agree. in care homes yeah. or, or, because the COVID virus had ripped through a care home because nobody had been tested. When they got sent back from hospitals, I think of Matt Hancock in that Piers, jungle, and it makes me so angry. So
9: do I. All I was just trying to say no. is that he has done those trials well, which is one reason why his campmates are feeling good towards him because he's putting food in their stomachs. But
5: you've had politics in what, your veins since you were young. Far too long. Right. So, but what do you make of the, of the the principle? of this Member of Parliament doing
9: this? He absolutely, he should not be there. And the people who he is insulting most of all are the people sitting in this pub, his constituents. Secondly, he is insulting the taxpayer who is paying him very... Most people think that, what is it, 85,000 a year is a pretty good salary. He's taking all that while he's there. And the other people that he is insulting are the people who really suffered during COVID. He simply should not be there. Stanley,
5: you're a a world expert in defending the indefensible, so off you go.
10: Yeah, I am getting the impression tonight that, you know, there's a certain feeling that they're not very keen on, on Matt Hancock. Yes. And, and I noticed that you, you've taken that view rather strongly. Yes. I'm, taking a, I'm, I'm going to take a slightly different view. I, 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 must, I must confess, I've actually known my, Matt Hancock for a while. We were at the same college, at the same university, though not actually at the same time. I was at Exeter College, he was there too, Oxford. But he was there about, you know, 50 years after me. Mm. That said... I have known him and I've always been extremely impressed by him as a chap. I first met him, by the way, when he was just in the business of losing 14 kilos. Why was he losing 14 kilos? So he could ride a horse in a new market race and give the winnings to the Disabled Jockeys Fund. Right. Which he jolly well did. Now, that to me exemplifies the man. Now, all this idea... But
4: you see, it doesn't hold exemplify on, Hold, the hold to on, me, hold on, so. hold on, Piers, not, Piers,
10: well, Piers well, I want to well, go zero. on. I yeah. want to go on. The idea that you can only serve your constituents by being present in your constituency, yes. that is garbage. It is total garbage. He, to my mind... From the he can't my... do it from the middle oh, of the jungle. Oh, yes, he can. Can't oh, yes, he, oh, he, he can. on side of, right. of well, the world. Let me, let me
5: explain. There's her. a man there who can't see a dentist within I... 20 miles. Well, let me try... There's to... a woman treasurer from Fine. the local Piers, do you, me, do you want me to say something Look or Stanley, or this is a reality
10: well, show. let him answer. OK, let me answer. The way he is helping his constituents I know there's a highly literate constituency, but there will nonetheless be some constituency here who are maybe uh, dyslexic, and, by the Mm. way, that's a very prevalent disease, if it is a disease. There are certainly people here who would like to get their children into the Cambridge hospital, and he's about... He has been working hard as as health minister... but he's
5: not in there to raise awareness... uh, Sorry, sorry, sorry. He is
10: there. He's not. Because he is using this... Opportunity, And I know it, because I, when I went in, I yeah. said, I'm going to talk about diversity, biodiversity, climate Stand, change and so we, you we have haven't heard a thing about We haven't heard anything about dyslexia. No.
5: It's got nothing to do with dyslexia. We, 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 it, this we're is talking about, about
10: dyslexia all
3: the this time. This is all no. about no. the
5: rehabilitation. I have a no. son who's dyslexic, so I would care if he had. It's got what nothing to do with dyslexia. He's a shower
10: brought this issue It's all about him
5: wanting forgiveness from the public. Anyway, look. I've got to leave it there. We're going to come back to the pack a little later when we'll hear more stories. And I want to see, Stanley, if any part of this changes your mind. We'll be back from the Cock in after the break. Everyone's had their say about the world's most famous footballer. Now it's his turn. Let me start by asking you, why are you doing this interview? I think it's the time to say something. 90 minutes with Cristiano Ronaldo.
3: Cristiano!
5: An exclusive that's rocked the sports world. Wednesday and Thursday nights at 8pm only on Piers Morgan Uncensored. Welcome back to Matt Hancock's local pub, appropriately named The Cock Inn. I'm here with some of his constituents and we're pondering what he's doing in Australia rather than doing his job here. Let's remind ourselves of his performance as our health secretary in the pandemic. I'm really struck by the fact that you feel incensed that we're not thanking you enough for your handling of this pandemic, no, it's my team, you team. Actually, I was asking team. You, you like, didn't save lives, been... did yes. you? We've got 130,000 deaths, the worst death toll in Europe. We have one of the worst death rates in the world. So I just don't know why I should be thanking you. I committed to delivering
4: that uh, testing for people going from hospital into care homes when we could do it. I then went away and built the testing capacity for all sorts of reasons and all sorts of uses, including this one, and then delivered on the commitment that I made. Do you know what it is, actually? Mm. What I'm really looking for is a bit of forgiveness.
5: Well, joining me now is Julie Goodwin, whose husband sadly died from COVID, local resident and reform candidate Edmund Fordham. whose family had to visit his mother in a care home through a window during the pandemic, and local resident Jiminy Jackson, whose grandfather died from COVID. So three people who've all had first-hand experience of this awful virus and this terrible pandemic. Let me start with you, Julie. You don't actually come... From around here. When you heard about this, you, you contacted us and you wanted to come all the way down from Nottingham where you live to have your say about Matt Hancock. <laughs> Why did you feel so determined to do that?
11: Well, uh, I just can't believe that he's in there, you know, when there's a cost of living crisis going on. He should be here for his cons- constituents.
5: Your um, husband, uh, Charlie, he was a paramedic. Yeah. And he was just 61 when yeah. he got COVID and he died. And I, in fact, read out his name on Good Morning Britain. Yeah, and That's you when you he heard about what we were doing here. You, you, that was the connection that we had. And I remember doing that as part of a number of care and health workers who died. Um, I presume that, like most people whose loved ones died in the pandemic, very few people could be at the funeral?
11: No, we could only have 15 and we were one of the lucky ones. To and you were obeying 15. the lockdown rules
5: to do that, of course.
11: Well, we was locked in. He left a special needs daughter and a son and I couldn't come out the house. And when I could come out, we had to organise all his funeral on the front garden.
5: But you obeyed all the rules? I
11: did, I was too scared to do anything else.
5: So when you heard that Matt Hancock, who told you, you know, your grandmother can die with all the adverts, if you don't take this seriously and do the rules, when you heard he'd broken the rules himself with his affair, how did that make you feel?
11: Terrible. Absolutely terrible.
5: One rule for him, one rule for exactly, everybody else. Exactly,
11: yeah, one rule for him and one for everybody else. Such as us, while Erd suffered bereavement, we didn't matter to him.
5: It's all... I mean, Germany Jackson, you had a similar thing with your grandfather. Tell me about that. He was 101 when he got COVID and you weren't able to, to be where you wanted to be.
12: No, we weren't. Um, my granddad was in a care home um, and we obviously... We all had to stay away and we weren't able to visit... Um, we were one of the lucky ones, really, because he, did, he had a downstairs room, so we were able to see him, f- sorry, through the um, glass window. So... But so, you could just see him just every day, just giving up, um, during the lockdown. Um, and... Yeah, Granddad sadly passed away. And um, you feel, as
5: a family, that because you weren't able to see him in the last period of his life, that actually loneliness was a contributing factor?
12: I believe, yeah, Um, Grandad. We believe that as a family, um, loneliness killed Grandad because um, his family were everything to Mm -hmm. him and we were his life. And without us, he couldn't understand. He didn't have... You know, he was able to walk. He fully understood what was happening, but he didn't understand the pandemic. So
5: what do you feel about Matt Hancock? I think you've got a slightly less hostile view of it. Why?
12: Because I believe in second chances, um, because I believe that people can make huge, huge mistakes, but I also believe in, in forgiving. Um, I think my grandad always taught us not to hold a grudge, Piers, and that if I'm going to hold that hatred and that anger to right. him, it's, it, I'm going to be bitter and I'm going to be angry, and that's a waste of energy. So, I mean, my anger
5: at him is more... Not that I don't think he deserves to have a life after all this, but he's not been held accountable by any public inquiry... It wasn't into what just happened Matt
12: Hancock. No, no, but was he it? was
5: the health secretary.
2: Yep.
12: I'd and heard...
5: he, he did end up being fired for breaking his own rules and all these yep. things. I mean, you add up the, the charge sheet, it's pretty bad. I and mean, we've not had an inquiry yet into this. So him profiting so greatly from what's gone down, I find distasteful. That's my argument with it. It's more the timing and what he's doing. Let me bring in uh, Dr Edmund Fordham. You're the Reform UK candidate for West Suffolk. What do you think about the MP doing what he's doing? Well,
4: I think, you know, you've said it, other people have said it already. It goes to the heart of uh, our system of government that all, every one of us gets to elect a Member of Parliament to uh, go and represent us in the Palace of Westminster. And Uh, I do actually think it's rather important that they're around to do their job. I mean, I agree with you on this. And uh, that's the fundamental thing. It doesn't matter what your politics are. Right.
5: What are the big issues around here which you should be really dealing with
4: on a daily basis? Okay, so I'll give you an example because the the thing I have got my teeth stuck into uh, is the issue of this um, humongous solar farm Mm. complex. That's uh, straddling West Suffolk and uh, Southeast Cambridgeshire, just north of Newmarket, and uh, it's going to be the size of Newmarket and thing put together, and it produces what, in my opinion, as a physicist and engineer, is a completely piffling amount of, <laughs> of of solar energy. So you're trying to stop so it. I'm trying to stop it, and Matt has said. He's against it. Both of the MPs involved in both constituencies have said they're against it. He's headed up a, a, a protest march against this solar farm. And what's your fear now? So, what, but, well, let me tell you this, Piers, because what, when this story broke, I was actually engaged yeah. in the opening session... Of the um, public examination into this uh, this solar farm proposal, I was you know bending my brains out, going all over over these legal documents and listening carefully to um, uh, the uh, the arguments and putting in my uh, putting in my own opinions. And uh, where's Mac Hancock? Right. I get the, you know I get my phone going when I'm trying to concentrate on this stuff, and the story's broken that he's in Australia. I, mean, I completely couldn't, couldn't believe what I was saying.
5: It's insane. I mean, Julia went... The more stories I hear like this down here, we've heard a lot before we even selected who we talked to, many, many more. But all these stories really, I think, are illustrative of how bad this is. And it's not because, I I totally get where you come from about second chances. I believe in that. Everyone's entitled to redemption. But to be paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds to go and humiliate himself on television across in Australia, when things are so bad for so many people, in so many parts of the country, I just find it disgraceful.
11: It is disgraceful, because there's people having to choose between eating and putting the eating on. Right. And that's how bad it and is. And do you know people
5: who are in that position? I do,
11: yeah, up put my end, yeah.
5: I'm hearing it down here as well, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah,
11: there's a lot. You would you, know, would you been... ever
5: vote for someone like Matt Hancock? No,
11: it? no, cos my husband would...
5: Was...
11: Piers, this is happening throughout the country,
12: though. This is not just here. The people are I mean, he's the only MP who's doing this. Okay, I get that. But what are the MPs doing that are actually in their areas? What are they doing? Well, at least they're because in their there's constituents. People to, there's people starving, there's people not having well, a seat. They they're, they're
5: meeting their constituents. Wherever. Right? I mean, what are they doing? Well, to me, meeting your meeting meeting them, constituents them, is the most important thing a politician does. It is, actually. And they should be voting. Meeting your constituents, hearing their concerns, acting on it, and voting in Parliament. He's not doing any of these things.
12: But what are they doing? The, the, the MPs that are doing
5: it? I admire your forgiving nature. I'd be less forgiving in your position with what happened with you and your grandfather. Final question, quickly, Dr Fordham. Are you going to try and stop Matt Hancock, get him deselected? Are you going to
4: push for that? Well, uh, whether he's deselected or not is actually up to his party. What I've done this afternoon is launched on change.org a petition saying, recall Matt Hancock, which, uh, you know, any constituent in West Suffolk okay. is more than welcome to sign and really what ought to be happening is, you know, deselection, that's up to his own party. Yeah. Um, but what call, ought to be happening for... is, is that we ought to have a resignation and a by-election, and then the voters of West Suffolk can choose whomsoever they please okay. to represent them in OK, leave it
5: there. Uh, Gemini, thank you very much indeed. Thank Julie, thank you very much indeed for coming all the way from Nottingham. And, uh, Edmund, thank you very much indeed. Well, lots more from the increasingly annoyed cock-in after the break.
3: A former minister, is he a celeb, or someone sinister? Could Matt become king of the jungle, or will it be another bungle? God save the king!
5: Well, welcome back to the cock-in, Matt Hancock's uh, regular pub when he's not eating kangaroo testicles 10,000 miles away, of course. I'm with Matt Hancock's constituents, the ones he's not seeing at the moment, because he's trousering hundreds of thousands of pounds to do what he's doing in that jungle. But there is a cost-living crisis. NHS on its knees. And where's their MP? He's doing this. The person
9: they want to see face tentacles of terror is... <laughs> Matt! <laughs> Matt! Matt! Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: they oh, oh, oh. are. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Oh, that was a load of slurry. Just
4: fall on my head. Come on, slippery little suckers.
7: Horrible. I've changed at this moment.
4: I <laughs> was just friends <laughs> with this fruit. Oh no. That is disgusting. Oh, that's not nice. I mean, it's become part of my morning routine. You know, you get up, you brush your teeth, have a shave, do a trial, go back for lunch.
5: Well, joining me now are Conservative councillor for West Suffolk, Ian Holder, local residents Sarah Diaf and Martin Williams. Thank you all for joining me. I can't even watch that anymore because, to me, it just sticks in my gullet too much. And let me say to you, uh, Councillor Holder, I don't care that he's conservative. I wouldn't care what his party is. To me, it's not about party. They happened to be the party of government when the pandemic hit. Matt Hancock happened to be the health secretary. I judge him on his actions in a pandemic. I don't care he's a conservative against him for being a conservative. You are a conservative. What is your view of it?
1: Well, as you say, I'm a conservative. My view, when it all came out on the television, um, I was horrified that our health minister could deceive the country for so long, wagging his finger, as you said, don't kill my granny, do all these restrictions, Mm. you'll be fined. You know, it was daily for months Mm. And then, suddenly, we find that it doesn't mean anything to him. Mm. He can do what he likes. I think that's So it's the hypocrisy of
5: what he did, Absolutely. really. Absolutely.
7: Yeah.
1: Now, I wrote immediately to him on email, his uh, parliamentary address, mm. but more importantly, to the West Suffolk Conservative Association. And what were you saying? I was saying, this is appalling, mm. and we should start the process
5: to get him deselected. Right, so he went as, he went as a government cabinet minister, but you want him decent dis- 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 as an MP, gone. Gone. Because... You think he's, he's, and now, now he's deserting his constituents to do what he's doing, even more so, I imagine.
1: Well, yeah, and the same association that circled the wagons round him mm. wrote back to me and said, you know, we've forgiven him, mm. you know, we've accepted his heartfelt apology, for God's sake. Mm. And um, he, he's back in the fold. Mm. Did we, the members of that
5: association, get a vote? No, no. Of course not. My
1: email was full of ire from
5: members of that. And more so since he's gone into Australia in this jungle?
1: I haven't... No, actually not. I think everybody has thrown their hands up in horror and the Conservative Association issued a letter mm. saying how disappointed
5: yeah. they Yeah, but that's not enough, is it, to get him disled Sarah Deeth, you have a 10-year-old boy, he's needs special educational needs, and there's an issue in this area, which means at the moment he's not getting what he should be getting. And your MP that you could be taking it up with is in Australia. What do you feel?
0: Disappointed. It's shameful. He wants forgiveness and he thought he'd go on TV to try and get it.
5: (laughs) I mean, I don't care that he gets forgiven. I want him to do his job. You, know, you get forgiveness actually by doing your job exactly, properly. That's then right. people may look more fondly on it.
0: Absolutely, him. doing what
5: he's doing in this jungle for massive amounts of money yeah. in a cost of living crisis. Yeah. When that's your disgusting. boy isn't getting the help he yeah. needs,
0: because West Suffolk Council haven't got the funding they need yeah. to move this process ahead. My boy is waiting for an EHCP. He's waiting for a diagnosis. But there's families out there that are suffering that have been waiting years.
5: Have you written down?
0: Uh, I haven't. No.
5: Would you, if, would you be potentially going to see him if he was here?
0: If he was here, of course I would, absolutely. Yeah, but what, I'm, my, what I want to try and get across is that there's families out there that children haven't got places in schools or they're being given EHCPs, Educational mm. Healthcare Plans, and they're not being stuck to. Mm. It's not even worth the paper it's written on. Mm. It, it's, so, what would your
5: message be to him if you could see it?
0: Oh, donate the money that you earned from what you're doing and help kids in the flipping vicinity that need it. Like your boy. Like my boy. Yeah, like my boy.
5: We'll try and get some help for you. OK? We'll yeah. try and do the job he should do.
0: Absolutely. So that's
5: why I wanted to meet people like you. Just yeah. say, look, if he won't do it, yeah. we'll try Absolutely,
13: and do it. Yeah. OK, we'll take yeah. it up.
6: Right.
5: Martin, you're a, a local resident. What do you make of all this?
13: Um, well, I've actually been a very vocal supporter of Matt um, over the last two or three years through the pandemic. Um, I even bumped into him once and thanked him for his efforts, not performance, his efforts, um, throughout that time. Um, this whole jungle thing I completely disagree with. Um, he should be locally staying where he, where he should be to meet consist- constituents. Um, we've got a local issue in Newmarket at the moment where buses um, have been cancelled. The, the local um, stagecoach company have, have, have cut all the routes to Cambridge and Bury St Edmunds, and it's ca- causing real hardship for people who want to get the hospital appointments. And he should be dealing with it. Yes, um, he did, to be, to be fair to him, he did mention it and c- come out against the fact that they're being cut. Um, but, of course, all that's fallen by the wayside since he's... Been I mean, t- I, get,
5: I get the people who say, you know, we've got to move on from the pandemic. And I don't actually believe that Matt Hancock deliberately tried to kill people. Yeah, yeah. I think he made catastrophically bad errors of judgement. I don't think he did it deliberately, no, no. knowing what would happen. But he did make terrible decisions in the first phase of that pandemic, which cost a lot of lives, and it's incredibly serious when that happens. Mm. Then he has to lose his job for breaking his own rules, yeah. which I think most people found disgusting. And now he's profiting from all this by deserting his constituents. And that's my real problem, is that he's deserting the constituents when they most need him, constituents like DF yeah. here. Well, it's,
13: as I say, with, with the buses is the local issue, but with the, the broader cost of living. Sarah, I'm sorry, yeah.
5: Sarah dear. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> you have this very exotic name, suddenly.
13: Uh, the broader cost of living um, crisis, I mean, I'm on a relatively low income, I'm working six days a week at the moment to, mm. to make ends meet. Um, you know, and a lot of people in that situation, as it goes on with mortgage rates going up, it's going it's to cripple a lot of people. This is what matters to us at the moment.
5: Have you run out of tolerance for Matt Hancock? Have uh, run out of forgiveness? Um, I wouldn't say that, I've,
13: I've run out, but I judge, I judge the situation as it, as it happens. So I'm judging this jungle thing in, in isolation from...
5: And what's your immediate verdict? On him. Well,
13: he, he, he shouldn't be there. He, he should. Embarrassing, be there. isn't
5: it? You have your MP doing this? Yeah. Eating kangaroo testicles? Yeah, I mean, I've
13: never seen the programme. I haven't been watching it mm. since he's been in, but, you know, it does. it's not
5: particularly edifying, is it, really? Thank you to all of you. I hope we get you some action. Maybe you could help with that, actually, now I mm-hmm. think about it. Get him to do a bit more <laughs> of a shift. Thank you all very much indeed. We appreciate <laughs> it. Lots more from the cock-in after the break. Any reaction from my pack again? See if Stanley Johnson has changed his mind when he's been hearing some of these stories the tough nut to crack. We'll find out he's cracked after the break. (laughs) Welcome back to Clare's Morgan Uncensored, live from the Cock Inn in Little Thurlow, which is the constituency of Matt Hancock, who's in Australia, deserting his duty as a member of Parliament, of course, to take part in despicable, embarrassing, humiliating trials. Uh, I want to come back to my pack here. So, let me ask you, Stanley, have we got, a, got another VT, have we? What is it?
9: Let's play it.
3: Well, hello. Oh, hello. Hello, mate. Oh, oh,
1: my God. Hello. Hello. hello.
9: I can imagine that this hasn't gone down well.
4: It sticks out like a sore thumb. All I heard Bull There's so few ways in which Politicians can show that we're human beings.
3: I can't help but think, he should be at
2: work.
5: What I'm really looking for is a bit of forgiveness. That's what
4: I'm really looking for.
2: Hey. Hey. Oh, my God, I nearly cried then.
11: That took (sighs) to say
0: that. Oh, go be brilliant. Matt Hancock is our
1: leader. Words that nobody in Britain ever thought that they would hear. Oh, he that's comfortable. No. Uh,
11: oh, doesn't.
3: Really uh. yeah. Oh! oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> sweet Caroline,
13: Bob, Bob, Bob,
3: time's never so good. So good! So good! So I good!
5: I mean, I'm sorry, it just makes me vomit listening to him do that, celebrating, being treated like some sort of hero. Christine, I'm. I just... It, it, this, to me, great. and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, by the way, and other social media platforms getting increasingly angry. There are others that are warming to him, falling for this act, but there are many, many people where this, they're really saying, what is he doing in
9: there? Well, this... He just said it on, on that clip. That this is a, a good way to show people that uh, politicians are normal people. There are a million and one ways to show that politicians are mm. normal people, and you do that in your constituency. You do that here. You do it in all sorts of ways in Westminster. You do not have to go to the other side of the world and be paid. How alle- often do politicians allegedly four hundred thousand pounds? There are well, so many get, ways is to that do
5: it. for a fact. And how yeah. often do politicians, if they're in the constituency, have a surgery with their uh, a politician with, with yeah, the
8: constituents? Uh, most most will do it weekly. Um, in some very big rural constituencies, they'll do it fortnightly because you don't quite get the pressure that you but get. But you would the hear this air.
5: kind of stories I've been hearing tonight. Yeah.
8: yeah. But can I just say one <laughs> thing? Probably, and Christine will know this because she worked for Neil Hamilton, mm. uh, the, um, about nine out of every ten cases are actually handled by the staff mm. because they know what to do. And the MP comes in when the clout is needed.
5: Right, so it doesn't, but
8: that doesn't That's change anything, the point. To I, mean, I That's I, not I, I understand. Haven't, I haven't said that that makes it right. I haven't said that, and I don't want to be portrayed as having said that, but I'm saying that when you're portraying this picture of great neglect hmm. and that the constituents can't get anything done, they can in most cases. All right, Stanley. Because, because members of staff can use the name
9: of the MP. I, well, you're think, quite right. To which my, to wish my answer would
5: be, we don't need an MP, then. So, <laughs> Stanley, oh, have you changed do your do mind about him? No, I've
10: certainly not That's changed my right. mind. I think Alan's just made a good point. A cons- um, MP does not have to be in his constituency to do his job all the time. Well, they should be standing. Uh, no, let me finish on this one. There are big jobs and there are important jobs which don't necessarily have to be done in the constituency. There are big issues which he's not your... doing any job. Oh, he is. He is. What's he, he doing? It's I okay. can tell you what okay. he's I'm doing. I'm going to repeat, well, I repeat what how how I said. He? I'm not going to We're talk going about testimony. He's history. eating camel penis. I don't know what That's what, to what he's about. doing. Hey, hey, No, no, big he no, no. He's making himself All up that.
8: with his constituents.
10: Look, the constituents, as you've just said, uh, will survive very well without, uh, without uh, Matt Hancock being there. What is important? Some of them may not Let me tell you something. Some of them may
5: not survive. No, no,
10: no. Listen to something factual. On December the 2nd, Parliament is taking the second reading... Of the Dyslexia and Special Teacher Training Bill. Now, Matt Hancock has managed to bring that to Parliament's table on December the 2nd for the second reading. It's brilliant. Right, it's a private member's bill.
5: Hold on. Here's my point. Here's my point. If he's that capable, what the hell is he doing then, not doing his job?
10: Well, what he is doing and what he has done, what will be immensely beneficial to him. On December the second, is that everybody will realise this is an absolutely vital. As you have pointed out, no, no. There are is, f- f- one out gambling? of four no, young children no, no. suffer from dyslexia. There's a. Clearly,
7: he may not
9: even be here jungle?
8: for that. Quite, what if he's still It's around? got well, nothing to do with him some, being
9: in the jungle? All right, let me
7: hear from you, Christine. To do it.
9: Well, it hasn't. I mean, he says he's going in there to raise awareness of dyslexia, and okay, he right. hasn't. All right, we are talking about yeah, it now, are. and we probably wouldn't be, but that is not why he's doing well, that. That is so disingenuous. Well, he's doing it for the money, and he wants to try and rehabilitate himself. And it is absolutely disgraceful that he is not here
8: in his about dyslexia
9: from the jungle.
10: No. That's not true. And what happens it, if on December look,
8: the second Look, I have not followed clear.
10: Matt Hancock's career as a charity worker for the last twenty years and I can tell you it is a Excellent, excellent. He, he, please he answer wrong. that very basic.
8: Please answer that very basic question, Stanley. On December the second, yep. If he's still in the jungle. How is he going to promote he that? He's not bill? going
10: to be in the jungle on December second. He'll, be out. He'll, be, out He'll and be out, and he will be back in Parliament wearing the laurel crown of the
5: okay. of the winner.
9: Rubbish! Uh, Absolute <laughs> rubbish. Hank?
5: Uh, I'm going to leave it there, Stanley. As ever, you managed to almost try and defend the indefensible. Faith in human uh, nature. But luckily, you were held to it. account by these two go. very admirably. Oh. Let's go I'm back and talk so to the more constituents. Okay, so I've brought the wrong card. So that's I knew at some stage I'd drop a clanger, and there it is. So there we are. So I'm joined by two more constituents. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. So Sean O'Connell and Michael Pitcher. Sean, yes. let me start with you. You work in, I think, waste management. Yes, is that right? Yes. You've heard this defence from Stanley Johnson, that actually he does some good things, he doesn't need to be here for most of it. What do you think? I think as a constituency MP, MP's been uh, decidedly anonymous for the whole of his tenure. I do appreciate he had a uh, ministerial position. What qualifications he had to be a minister for that position is uh, debatable, PPE. Do you forgive him? He wants forgiveness. You're not going to get it... By going on a television programme and trails 400 400 k really. I don't it, think so, but I'm not, you know. to my amazement, some people are beginning to, quote, warm to him. No, not really. Um, it's, it's not the format for that. He should be in his constituents. And you've got a particular thing about local buses, I think. Yeah, the, well, the, the buses are, are, are a bit of an issue in the market, uh, but there are particularly um, challenging areas in his constituency that could do with his... He should be getting on with sorting. Um, Michael, you are high risk, you had to shield for three months, Uh, no outdoor space, horrendous experience for you. When you saw not just Matt Hancock, but Dominic Cummings breaking the rules, Boris Johnson and all his number 10 staff getting fined by the police and so on, what did that make you feel, given what you had to go through? My
7: house backed onto an old people's home and I've witnessed body bags being brought out surrounded by people in hazmat suits, that really brings the, the, the situation home. And what they did was despicable, breaking their own rules mm. uh, for their own gratitude. I think they are answerable and going into the jungle is not the right way. Um, he's... He a smack in the teeth. Completely. He's asking for forgiveness, which implies that he knows he's done something wrong. Right. But I know that when the inquiry comes, he will dig his heels in and he will defend his...
5: But you know, he will have already office... profited massively
7: <laughs> completely, from yeah. the
5: infamy of being, in my opinion, a terrible health secretary yeah. and then an absolutely shameful cabinet minister caught breaking his own rules. He's, he shouldn't he... be allowed to profit he's from it. He's
7: moving electors. into a celebrity status on the back of being one of the worst health secretaries. On the back of people literally dying. Correct,
5: correct. I mean, to me, it's absolutely shameful. Yes. Thank you, both of you. I yeah. appreciate it. I want to come back to my extremely, uh, I've got to say, animated and engaged audience tonight. All local constituents here. Um, What do you make of this? Let me just... Just show of hands. Anybody here feel that Matt Hancock's done a a good job and should keep his job as an MP? I mean, literally, two hands... Three hands. Three hands. If you had a chance to vote on I'm a Celebrity for him to be king of the jungle, who would vote for him to be king of the jungle? I haven't watched it. One. One hand. You haven't watched it. okay? but everybody... One hand would vote for him to be king of the jungle. And I guess the most crucial question then is, given there's clearly most people here are against Matt Hancock and probably share a lot of my views about this. If that is the case, then you don't have to wait till there's another election. You can deselect him. It has to be driven by his own party, but he could be deselected. Show me hands here who would like to see him removed as an MP through deselection. Yeah. I mean, most hands here, I'd say at least two thirds, maybe three quarters. Right, and that's entirely true. Thank you very much for joining me. So, there, the people have spoken from this part of West Suffolk, which is Matt Hancock's constituency, and they've spoken with their hands. Hancock, come back and face the judgement. Whatever you're up to tonight, keep it uncensored. I'm going to get a pint of cock and the cock in. Thank you very much.